time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Penis. Welcome back to the Cold War, <laughs> episode uh, 175, I think. Yeah, why not? Wow, 175 hours we've been wow. talking about the Cold War. Yeah. Wow, 175 hours. Like, honest to God, yeah. there is no one's ever talked to, I, in, in, in all of history. Right. In any form of media. TV, film, radio, no one has ever talked about the Cold War for 175 hours. That's true. Before us. I guess That's true. It's impossible. I've been called special. We are... Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe one of the other Cold War podcasts. I don't know how long they've been... How many hours they've done. But uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, Tito, in our last episode, Ray, yes. uh, we talked about sort of uh, refugees yeah. coming into Yugoslavia, um, living hard because life was life right. was tough in Yugoslavia after the war. They were, it was a devastated country, but they were treated relatively well by Tito, even though they were sort of anti-communists. A lot of these mm-hmm. uh, refugees that were coming in from places like uh, I don't know Trieste and Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria. Um, and uh, the the Tito's form of communism, Titoism, right, really started to emerge as being much more liberal than the version of communism that was happening in the Soviet bloc countries and in China. And the question is why? Yeah, why, right? Yeah, by the time Stalin dies in 1953, there is a marked difference between. Um, Yugoslavia and a lot of the countries that are around it. Well, I guess there's there's different um, theories that go around. Why is Yugoslavia more liberal? Why is it more tolerant? Why aren't the other states picking up on this? And you know, maybe they feel like they would be um, n- being not faithful to Stalin. Some people argue the uh, the more realist out there argue that Tito made softer policies, if you will, because he had to, because it was best for his people, like you said, who had been through hell. It was better for the country uh, to be more tolerated. Maybe if he, you know, good cop, bad cop, Stalin's a bad cop. If I make my society a little more open, a little less uh, harsh on people, maybe I can get some help from the West. I'm damn sure not getting any help from Russia. Maybe, uh, you know, the United States would like to, to, to throw some of those Benjamins my way. I'll fucking take them. I'll take anybody's money. There's no pride here. Mm. That's one. Maybe. Theory. and Or, my. that's one theory. Um... Yeah. You know, Richard West in his book suggests, and he lived there for several years in the early 50s, mm-hmm. says that where when Tito had a gallbladder attack, 
around about this time. Had to go to hospital, required an operation. Uh, his lover, uh, soon-to-be wife, Yovanka, nursed him back uh-huh. to health. They got married. He Aww. said that his dom- Tito's domestic happiness might <gasps> have had something to do with the sort of uh, right. his genial mood. He was happy. Uh, the, that, that when he presided yeah. over the libero, liberal, 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 lub, lub, the yubba, lubba, dub, dub. He walked The liberalisation of the economy. Right. He just walked in and went, hey, guys. Hi, how's it going? It's a great fucking day. Great fucking day. Okay. How can we help the people today? Hey, how are you doing? You look good today. I mean, he was cheerful. He was getting some. Personally, he was in love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All you need I is love. I think he love. started smoking weed. Oh, he started, yeah, or edibles. Started smoking weed around about this time. Right. And yeah, then, or and edibles. Then, and then sex. And uh, he was and then like, sex. <laughs> <laughs> getting hot sex with Ivanka. And uh, he was just chill. He just chilled the fuck out. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. man. Let's I just, just want everybody let's to just be happy. Listen to yeah. Pink Floyd, man. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah everything's I great, man. I love you. Um, you love me. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, from my perspective, right. and I think this is the key thing for people to understand um, out of this is Yugoslavia's form of communism here was probably a lot closer to what communism should have looked like Ah. versus what it looked like in the Soviet bloc countries. Stalinism. And, you know, this is, you know, when when, um, I get into debates with people about Mm -hmm. communism and socialism and they go, well, look at the Soviet Union, I say, well, that's not the only version of communism that we have to look at. We also have... Tito, uh, Titoism, Yugoslavia, have a look at that version of communism. Uh, There are different expressions. I mean, the thing about communism, like capitalism, is that there isn't a rule book that was laid out. You know, there's some ideas, there's some philosophies behind what a communist society or a socialist society leading to a communist society may look like. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I say communism here, I'm using communist in the generally accepted sense of the term in the West. These are communist countries, even though we know they weren't, uh, they hadn't achieved communism. Right. They were uh, in stages of developing socialism. But, you know, you can figure out how to get there in a number of different ways. It doesn't have to be a brutal police state run by a paranoid megalomaniac. (laughs) You can... Right. Have liberal approach to the economy, the law, the press, the foreign relations like Tito did. Um, Although you have to keep in mind, on top of all of that, what what the substrate is that he's dealing with here, as I said many times in the last couple of episodes, a country with a thousand-year history of internal violence, uh, racial hatred, you know, social mm-hmm. hatred and distrust. Religion. Uh, devastated economically. Right. Even, bef- you know, economically lagging the rest of the world even before the war devastated the country. Yeah, lots of yeah. lots of religion and, and religious wars fucking shit up. Right. So, and, and lots of external uh, enemies, Russians now added to the list, who are trying to right. literally <laughs> destroy your country. Yes. Spies, you know, uh, threats of invasion, etc., etc. Economic sanctions, assassins. (laughs) You know, so if you're running a country like that, you have to 
run some kind of a police state yeah. to stop all of that from infiltrating and destroying your country. But it doesn't have to be what it was in the Soviet Union yeah. under Stalin. Now, the collectivization of land, which I said, I think, in the last episode, 1949, uh, Tito said, well, we're going to double down yeah. on that. Ah, we're going to out Stalin, Stalin. Yeah. Uh, it ended up being put in reverse. Wow. They dismantled wow. collectivization. So by 1953, it had been they decollectivized right. their agriculture, mostly, as I said in the last episode, because it failed. Mm-hmm. And unlike in the Soviet Union where collectivization had been forced, Tito tried to set it up in a way where it was voluntary, where the poor peasants would right. put pressure on the better-off peasants to collectivize. But mm. it never really worked. They couldn't get him to do it. And right. there was some unrest and some riots, as I said in the last episode, led to some uh, arrests and executions. Uh, I think like hundreds of people were arrested, some were executed in one riot over collectivization. And eventually mm-hmm. the Central Committee came to the conclusion that the cost to society of collectivization wasn't worth it. So they killed it. I mean, not only wow. was it causing riots and yeah. it wasn't working, you, they weren't even bringing in as much crops as they were before. It yeah. had a detrimental effect. It was supposed to fix, supposed to increase mm-hmm. the amount of crops that they got. It was actually decreasing it. So they were like, this isn't working. Let's kill it yeah. and figure out a new plan. And, and it takes a certain amount of courage to go, this is something, I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm, I'm pattering this off of Stalin himself. And you know what? I'm sorry, it's not working. The people are worse off than they're before. Fuck ideals. This isn't working. We're going to roll it back. And yeah, by 1953, prices for food started to stabilize. So again, to have that kind of courage and conviction to go, nope, not working. Let's, let's, let's you know, get rid of it. Let's roll back time, if you will. And the same thing during also during this time. They started allowing small private businesses. So again, people who work for themselves would generally work harder because it, it's their means, it's their a chance to make some money or or whatever you know affluence they're going for. So they allow some small businesses. So that helps the economy as well. And so it's like I've got these ideas, and I'm, I've got them from Marx and Lenin and all that stuff. But I need ideas that work, and they are literally experimenting with all the different facets of their society to find the best way forward for their country. Yeah. And I, th- I guess that's part of the thing about the collectivization and uh, socialist experiments is they were experiments. Yes. Hadn't been done before successfully. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to work it out. Well, let's try this. Oh, it didn't work. Okay. Next. Well, let's try something else. Yes. Uh, you know, it reminds me of um, Deng Xiaoping. Right. In China. Oh, yeah. In the late 70s. Like Deng, Deng after Mao was gone, Deng, 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 Xiaoping, fucking third hour. And I got like three hours of sleep last night, people. Like, cut me some fucking slack. I think you're stellar. Yeah, you're good. Deng said, you know what? It's not working. We need... We yeah. need to take a step back here because what we're doing is not working. Let's, let's come up with a new plan. The old plan ain't working. Yeah. And as he said, doesn't matter. What was he fucking saying? Doesn't matter what kind of cat it is as long as it drinks milk. Something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. He had a saying, yeah. 
Uh, something like it doesn't matter what the dog looks like as long as it will let me fuck it up the no that's what you said <laughs> no. Um, no I don't know it, it, yeah I don't know something like that the point being right what matters is that we we uh, have food yes. and money yes how we get there doesn't really matter don't give a fuck because <laughs> we'll, st- we'll, we'll still be a socialist country yeah. these are just ways that work and that's all I care about so the government's not changing yeah so, uh, but uh, even after they decollectivized, peasants weren't allowed to own large farms. Uh, they weren't allowed to employ labor from outside of their families. But as you said, they started to get reasonable prices for their yeah. goods. Food became more plentiful in the cities, um, and they were they, they they started to introduce small private businesses. The new mm-hmm. economics uh, minister Kidrich, who replaced uh, <laughs> uh, was able to uh, unravel his own plan for centralization and yes. state control of the economy. They started to allow small private businesses again. And this is it sounds very similar to what Lenin was doing in the mid-20s, uh-huh. right? After the first five-year plan didn't really work and he did the new economic movement or whatever he called it, where he's like, okay, let's, uh, let's fucking rethink this. Mix we need money, we need stuff, yeah. we need goods. Yeah, let's go back a step, and then he died, and uh, all of that unraveled. Uh, mm. So, yeah, good enough for Lenin, good enough for Tito, right? Right. In, um, in the Belgrade Street where Richard West lived mm-hmm. from 1953 to 1954, he said there were rows of private restaurants, cafes, and shops wow. selling everything from cakes to clocks, from women's hats to religious medallions. There you go. So a very different kind of communist country already by the early 50s. And and none of those businesses is threatening to Tito. It's not, nothing's threatening to his government. So let him have it. It'll help things. It'll help, you know, stimulate the economy and people have cash. It's all to the good. Another thing that they were able to do is the workers' councils, um, they pretty much made it so results matter. So if you had high production, you got a decent wage. If you had low production, you didn't get paid very much. So what those councils ended up becoming was they got people who really knew what they were doing on these councils. It wasn't just, oh, let's get rid of this guy. Let's put him on this council and he can just collect a a pay. And then one day he can be retired in pension and he doesn't do shit. I mean, they became very effective at what they did. And they were constantly asking themselves, what could be better? How can we tweak this? And again, that was going all down the line. And you get a sense that that kind of mentality, you could easily wrap it together and call that Titoism. What works? I don't have time for anything else. Yeah. Now, as early as 1950, Cardelge and Gillard were arguing for the creation of workers' self-management wow. inside of the state-run companies, uh, workers' councils. Mm-hmm. Tito was opposed to it at first, saying, look, the workers are immature. They, yeah. They're not ready to uh, run their own uh, operations. But he eventually came around to the idea mm-hmm. and realised... Well, this is actually straight up Marxism. Factories being run by workers, right. which is what Car- Cardell and Gia were like, uh, duh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> their view was right. that was actually real Marxist oh. Leninist uh, principles. Right. And Stalinism was an aberration <sighs> from Marxism Leninism. They were like, no, 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 we're getting it back yeah. to. Back to the core. Right. The real deal. So yeah. 
Tito got on board and uh, they introduced workers' councils plans yeah. in, I think it was in 1950. Now, as I've said a number of times, keep in mind that Yugoslavia's infrastructure was devastated. Uh, even the most developed parts of the country at this stage were still mostly rural. Yeah. There was very little industry in the country uh, that hadn't been damaged or destroyed during the war. And I went back, I dug up um, a couple of textbooks mm-hmm. on the pre-war economy of Yugoslavia. Right. And from 1921 to the outbreak of World War II, the country really had no exceptional economic progress. The whole economy was stagnant. Yeah. GDP was extremely low comparative to other countries. I mean, not that dissimilar from other countries like Greece or Romania in the area, but mm-hmm. you know, compared to any sort of modern economy, uh, not even close. So they were starting from scratch, really, to try and build a functioning modern economy. Massive population boom, uh, sort of a post-war boom like we had in the West as well. They've got people are people are happy to be alive and they're fucking yeah. And a lot of them are Catholics, right? So and they're not using rubbers. No. Uh, so keeping it real. Yeah, the, I don't know if what the Orthodox were doing. Muslims probably weren't using rubbers either. <laughs> and they're surrounded by enemies. So yeah. he quickly needs to turn some enemies. Into friends. Yes. Yeah. And if, if I could real quick before we get to that. So we've mentioned improved agriculture. We've mentioned improved economy. Um, Rankiewicz, uh, under Tito, also legal, excuse me, also revived the legal system. Guess what? They didn't have standard punishments for crimes. It was if you're an important person, you get this. If you're a, a poor person, your punishment could be much worse. So he pretty much standardized punishments. And a lot of the lawyers and judges were completely unqualified. They had no law degree. They had no experience. Rankiewicz is like, no, get them out of there. If they're not qualified, you know, it took a while. Don't get me wrong. But they're making the pretty much everybody's equal in front of the law. And again, that's another thing that can make the people feel good about their country, that they want to stay, they don't want to leave. So again, they're tweaking everything they can that touches these people's lives to make it better and to make it more fair. And they are doing all of this under Tito. And... When Rankovic was doing all of this cleaning up mm-hmm. and saying that the system was shot through with abuse and lawlessness, he was the head of the legal system. Yes. As Gias wrote later on, the weight and credibility of this shattering criticism were greatly enhanced by the fact that they came from the chief of the entire police force yeah. who was simultaneously organisation secretary of the party. So, you know, when the head of the police force says, you know what, the police force is corrupt, yeah, we need I, to clean it up. I know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to turning enemies into friends, at the end mm-hmm. of December 1948, the British signed a one-year trade agreement with Tito to keep him afloat. Oh. Um, but sort of reminds me of when Bill Gates gave Steve Jobs $100 million to keep Apple afloat uh, in 1998. Oh. 50 years later, he did a British government. Um, and there was talk about the British government doing a longer-term deal if the Yugoslavs would disengage from Greece. Now, right. December 1948... 
Um, who was the Prime Minister of the UK in 1948, Ray? Um, tall, skinny guy. Oh, my God. Tall, skinny guy. Well, definitely not Churchill. No. That's my point. The guy who uh, um, ended up going back to was, Tehran. Not Tehran. Germany. Yeah. Uh, Clement Attlee. Oh, there we go. Yes. He's the man in charge. Yes. Uh, the Labour Party leader. Yes. So it was uh, a Labour Party British government that did this deal with the communists, not mm. Churchill, who had supported them during the war. By 1948, Churchill's gone. Right. Comes back later, obviously, but he's gone mm-hmm. for now. The Labour Party's in control. And we know that they're not big fans of Stalin either. <laughs> Yeah. Even though they're, you know, sort of lefties as far as lefties go in um, the UK. Stalin wasn't big fans of theirs either. He said they were fake right. lefts, a bit like the Democrats in the US today, fake lefts. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they did a deal to keep him afloat. Now, as I said, the longer-term deal was conditioned on Yugoslav pulling out of the Greek Civil War. Now, up right. to this point, Tito had been supporting the Greek communists in their battles against the British and the royalists. And talks began in early 1949 about a British-Yugoslav five-year economic treaty, but the whole issue of Greece slowed it up. You know, Tito's like, oh, I can't just pull out and I don't have a no. moustache to wipe my dick on right. like Stalin does. Um, so, phases. you know, yeah. I need, I, I, it's not going to look good if I, you know, I've just got divorced from Stalin. If I uh, abandon the Greek communists in their time of need <laughs> to do a deal with the capitalists. Yeah, good point. Hey, not a good look. Not, not going to look good. No. No. Not good. Look, Barry and Stan were behind him, like doing so the doing the thing at their throat yeah. with their fingers, yeah. like no, no, just, no, uh, no, 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 even we, yeah. abort, even abort. we can't do that. We're right. the greatest, <laughs> greatest marketing geniuses we in history. And as you will know, right now, Cam and right. Ray's film, right? <laughs> Barry and Stan invent the, invent history. Uh, dot com uh, comes out, but uh, no, can't even they couldn't support that. Can't be done. In May, in May of 1949, uh, good old Fitzroy McLean <laughs> <coughs> from the from the clan McLean right. uh, went to Belgrade, had a long talk with his old friend Tito. Aww. Tito apparently admitted Yugoslavia had massive economic problems and asked Fitzroy to get the economic agreement with Britain signed as quickly as possible. McLean pointed out that, well, we're going to be unpopular. The government can't do that either. Just as it's going to make you unpopular to abandon the Greeks, it's going to make us unpopular if we support you when you're supporting the Greeks and and we're fighting the Greeks in Greece against the other Greeks with the Greek Greek on (laughs) Greek. Nothing sexier than Greek on Greek (laughs) violence. Um, Complicated. Right. So it's, it's a tricky situation. Right. Like an orgy that's gone bad, it's all intertwined. So, um, 
Yeah. Oh, but but Tito's like, look, I'm going to do what I can. So so Tito's like, look, like I said, I can't simply just pull out willy nilly because that's not how it works around here. But I will do I will make some steps in that direction. One of the things I will do is I will certainly close the Yugoslav Greek border. So that way there's a there's a wall there. They can't use us for support. We can say that we're more out of it than we've ever been before. So he's trying to make political geographic gestures and he's just hoping it's enough for the british to give him some of that cold hard cash we'll pull out we'll stop supporting him just don't tell anyone keep it secret squirrel (laughs) so by june britain was prepared to offer five million pounds in credit to yugoslavia and continue the trade talks and in july tito went public with the idea that if the common form continued the economic blockade, Yugoslavia would be forced to accept a loan from the West if it was offered. He also, in the same speech, said he was closing the Yugoslav-Greek border. You're making me. You can imagine. Yeah, you're making me take this this money. This is a delicate dance. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, it's a very delicate Dance. Um, but, you know, the, it's not dissimilar in many ways to how uh, Castro, mm-hmm. when he was, or, or Ho Chi Minh, when they were cut off from the US for right. being communists, trade sanctions were in place, were forced to do more with the Soviet Union in the case of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, you know, he's like, well, listen, he was happy to trade with the United States yeah. initially. In, in fact, was relying on the United States as a trading partner. They cut him off. So what is he going to do? He has to go. He has to turn to the guys that are willing to sell him stuff and have the money. Right. Ho Chi Minh, very similar. Tried to do a deal with the Americans. Uh, got told to fuck off. Right. Had to do a deal with whoever would take him. Yeah. Um, Mao, a little bit similar. Uh, had to turn to the people that would support him. Same with Kim in North Korea in the early days. Had, had you know, had to get support where he could get support. Yeah, every year, you know, it's kind of real politic in a way, I guess. If yes. the country's fucked and uh, uh, people are shutting the door in your face, yeah. you need to, yeah. yeah, you need to turn to wherever you have to turn. Now, however, he wasn't signing up to the sorts of diff- the terms that the Marshall Plan oh. was uh, offering people. It was a different kind of a deal. Although I think he did get some Marshall Plan money eventually. Right. I think it was sort of uh, a little bit, little bit of a different uh, structure with Yugoslavia. Yeah, I, but if I remember correctly from many episodes ago, if yeah, because if you really take on the Marshall Plan, your economy gets morphed into something that looks very much like the American economy. And so I think he had a much more pared down version of it. But you're right. I don't have time for ideals. Reality says my people are suffering. I'll take, you know, money from anybody. I don't have time to play. He actually got, Tito, got aid from the US eventually, but uh, wasn't actually part of the Marshall Plan. It was right. like... Marshall Plan plus one for Yugoslavia. <laughs> right. 
Because he wasn't he wasn't going to sign up to. Yeah. I mean, part of the terms of the Marshall Plan was they had to get rid of the communists from their country. So obviously he's not going to nope. agree to that. Nope. So he did he did his own deal, which in itself is astounding that he could do these deals right uh, by himself. Yeah, look at all. I'll have some of that money, but I'm not agreeing to all those fucking conditions. Yeah. No, truly independent. And they were like, yeah, okay, fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, in late September 1949, the Soviet Union unilaterally abrogated the Treaty of Friendship with Yugoslavia that they'd signed in 1945. Damn. They claimed that uh, there was evidence sure. produced dur- during one of these sort of kangaroo trials in Eastern Europe against one of the Titoists that proved that Yugoslavia had been for some time been undertaking hostile actions towards the Soviet Union. Yeah, that's realistic. The uh, Yugoslav ambassador in Moscow was expelled for spying. The common form met again in November of 1949 and declared that Yugoslavia had moved from bourgeois nationalism to fascism. And that's when that comic that uh, I mentioned earlier of Mm -hmm. Tito dressed as Hitler, was published in a newspaper in Bulgaria. Gotcha. Uh, The common form said Yugoslavia had been affected on the orders of their masters. Their move to fascism had been affected on the orders of their masters, the Anglo-American imperialists. Oh, God. So they're really casting aspersions on Tito. Yeah. But like we said, I mean, he's making deals with whoever. He's making his uh, policies in this country more uh, moderate, more more liberal, whatever you want to call it. But it's working for him. And so it does free him up to be independent. Because you said on the last episode, you know, we will never again be someone's bartering chip. And that's exactly what Tito is trying to do, no matter what. Yeah, and if these are the fascists, they're the nicest fascists we've ever seen. Because <laughs> they're, they're cash. Uh, you know, liberalizing yeah. the economy and treating people well. Yeah. Tito, in return, argued that, this is a quote, the clash which occurred between ourselves and the Soviet Union in 1948 was not accidental, but happened at the moment when we clearly saw that the USR was abandoning socialist principles, not only in its domestic, but in its foreign... Sorry, I should do this as Joe Pesci. Hold up. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you think yeah. I'm fun? <laughs> The clash which occurred. <laughs> oh, you think I make you laugh? You think I'm funny? The clash which occurred between ourselves and the Soviet Union in 1948 was not accidental, but happened at the moment when we clearly saw that the USSR was abandoning. I mean, this sounds more Woody Allen. Abandoning <laughs> socialist principles, not only in its domestic, but in its foreign policy. And was openly following the path of imperialist expansionism. I said to my therapist, I don't know. As to the causes of this unsocialistic foreign policy, those were to be found in Soviet reality. The Soviet Union has long since diverged in its internal evolution from socialist development into state capitalism and an unprecedented bureaucratic system. That was terrible. I apologize to Joe Pesci and Woody Allen. And I've got pretty to much s- everyone for that. Yeah, no, that's that sounds right. I've got to say that if I'm going to go on a limb here, and if Tito did actually sound like that, uh, I think he would have been in power for like five <laughs> minutes. I don't think it would have lasted very long. So, 
Fortunately, Woody Allen's not the leader of any country. You have, but you know, you've heard him talk. He did sound like Joe Pesci. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got that. They look good in the uniform, though. Yeah. Where are we? Do I make you laugh? <laughs> you have this very high pitched sort of voice like this. Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, yes, he was criticizing the Soviet Union. So again, his position is. No, no, no. We've got it right. The Soviets have got it wrong. They they Damn. went down a different path. We don't we don't like their version of socialism. It's basically state capitalism, unprecedented bureaucracy. Uh, they lost the plot. We are getting socialism back on track. And it's interesting to read how the Yugoslav leaders in this period critiqued the Soviet bureaucracy. In, mm. in March of 1950, Gilas began to argue that the bureaucratic stratum created during Russia's civil war right. had been important for the victory in that war, but it then cut itself off from the masses and put itself above the rest of society. Oh. But the kind of leadership cadre, the the um, vanguard of the proletariat that they had formed, Lenin, Trotsky and Stalin, etc. Trotsky, Bukharin, these guys in the early, you know, the late 1919, 1920, 1921, mm-hmm. that was required to govern the, the revolution and then the country during and after the civil war then kind of set itself above everybody else and, and sort of grew and became entrenched in, in bureaucracy. In November 1950, he said that the nature of the bureaucratic caste, which had risen up under Stalin, had actually carried out a counter-revolution and was governing the country according to the laws of monopoly capitalism. Exactly. You control everything, all the yeah. money... Um, it's just that you are the top capitalist now. You, you, you right. control everything. So it's interesting. You know, putting Soviet Union forward as a counter-revolution uh, was a, a huge leap. Not all of the Yugoslav leaders agreed with Gias. He kind of was more extreme, and, and as we'll see, that gets him into trouble eventually with Tito. Yeah. But um, Cardelge called it deformed socialism, bureaucratic, despotic forms hampering socialist construction with state capitalist elements. And, uh, yeah, the most he said the bureaucracy was in, important for taking the first steps towards socialism but then became the most dangerous obstacle to the further development of socialism. Bureaucratism subjugated society to itself and came to exhibit hegemonic tendencies towards other peoples. So here you have communist mm-hmm. leaders of a country criticising the form of socialism right. that uh, Stalin was running. So, you know, when, you know, when we say today, well, that's not, you know, what happened in the Soviet Union wasn't really a good example of socialism and communism, people go, oh, well, of course you say that. Well, that's exactly what Tito and his inner circle thought as well in 
Yeah, because you make the point, and I think we made the point over this episode and probably the last one as well. Tito was like, okay, what works? Yes, I have a, I have a political reference, a framework that I'm living within, but at the same time, you know, when the rubber meets the road, tell me what works and I'll do that. And I find it interesting that Stalin's Russia, yes, it developed the atomic bomb and it, and it defeated the Germans in World War II and uh, music and chess masters, I get all that stuff, but it's like for all of their development – it's still under Stalin. It's still under Stalinism, and he is always going to be the guy at the top. And you get a sense that if Stalin had lived another 25 years, that would have not changed. It's like, is it because he's a sociopath, he's timeless? Look, my country can develop whatever it's going to do, but I always have to be the last voice, the, the, the big man in the chair. That can never be allowed to change. That has to be timeless. Whereas Tito is like, hey, let's let's see what we can do. Let's bring in other people. Let's try different things. I just I just find Stalin very stolid and Tito very dynamic and he's willing to even talk to the Brits. And again, so his success, even though it gets missed in the history books, it should not come as a surprise for anybody who's read any of these biographies or listened to these shows. I, I just I just think there's a lot of good things about Tito but, that's amazing. Yeah. But to be fair, Tito did stay alive for another 30 years and he was the boss of Yugoslavia for the next 30 That's years true. as well. Yeah. Even though he, you know, I think he was more of a figurehead in the last 10, 15 yeah. years as he got older. The party but, you know, he was still there. He yeah. Was, yeah, he was still there. He didn't go anywhere. He didn't resign and go, okay, somebody else handle this now. But again, like I kind of get this. It's a bit like an Augustus or a Napoleon or a Castro, when you have pulled a country out of chaos yeah. and uh, or, or even um, fucking, what's his face in Syria? Um, the eye doctor. Assad. Yes. His dad, yes. though. Right, right. His dad or, or um, fucking Saddam. These guys that have governed fractious countries that have a lot of internal and external enemies Mm -hmm. that have pulled them out of that through their fucking sheer force of will and kept it together and built it up, you know, I can understand them going, listen, honestly, uh, it's a bit like a, a fucking Steve Jobs running Apple. Till his last dying breath, or yeah. uh, holding on, uh, whoever a CEO going, yeah. you know, listen, yeah, or Rupert Murdoch. Yes, it's like Rupert Murdoch's not giving up control of News Corp to the kids. Till he's dead. By the way, yeah. our favourite show recently is Succession. Succession. Have I talked to you about Succession? No. Have you? Have I, I've I seen commercials, Succession? but no, we haven't talked about it. HBO series um, about uh, sort of loosely based on the Murdoch family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, a media empire run by the father who's quite elderly. It's like 80. He's got a bunch of kids that are trying to take over, right. trying to push him out. Go, Dad. Jockeying for position. Um, and he runs a Fox News kind of organisation that's this extreme right political poison in the country. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's this brutal fucking autocrat, the father. God. Just one Fucking ton of Emmys. Um, really good show. Uh, just It's funny. It's brutal. Right. Uh, good what? Great acting. Great performances. Great, great writing. 
Uh, but yeah, like Rupert Murdoch, he's not giving up. He's not going anywhere because he's going, bitch, I built this motherfucker. Yeah. How can I trust any of you to run this? You don't it have... It be the same. You haven't seen what right. I've seen. Yeah. You haven't done what I've done. There's a great scene in uh, the end of season two of Succession where one of his sons who has tried to take over and failed, he's had a couple of takeover attempts trying to push his father Damn. out and failed... He says to his father, you know, I, uh, what, do you think I would have been a good leader? And his father says to him, you would have been, you would have been fine. He said, oh, just fine, not good. He goes, you just don't have the killer instinct. Or no, he says, you're just not a killer. Right. And, you know, that's, that's what it takes. You've got you to have a killer instinct to run a country like this. Right. And again, you know, we're not talking about an established country with high literacy rates and and, uh, you know, you know, a functioning society and a good economy, although Yugoslavia did get there, uh, you know, in the end mm-hmm. uh, during Tito's reign. But it's just this, I can understand to a point these guys just feeling, no, 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 you ne- I need to be, yeah. I built this motherfucker and uh, I need to keep my fingers on the switches, right. man, just to keep an eye on it. Because I've, I've been there from the very beginning. I know what it was like before yeah. I built, I know what the risks are, I know what the threats are. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think it's healthy, though, for a country. Not healthy. And, and that's what we saw when Saddam was gone, when Assad's father was gone, mm-hmm. um, when uh, 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 Alexander was gone, Augustus was gone. Right. Uh, uh, you know, when, when these guys go, I was trying to think, who is the modern, more modern example I was thinking of? Anyway, when these guys go, mm-hmm. these places crumble. Yes. Right? They crumble. Oh, I was going to talk about Yugoslavia. When Tito is yeah. gone, place fucking crumble. And they know they, know they can you hold know, it together. Within 10 years, right. yeah. economic collapse and massive civil war. Um, so in a way, kind of right. You know, history yeah. proved Tito right. He was gone. The place fell apart. Jesus. Um, yeah. So I look, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Tito, in his criticism of the Soviet Union at this stage, was still a little bit more cautious than these guys. 1951, in a speech, he said, we cannot quite say that the Soviet Union is, in general, not a socialist country. That is, that all the achievements of the revolution have been destroyed, Mm -hmm. rather that the leaders and responsible figures are not socialists. Oh. So... It's still a jab. You know, that's still... Still a jab, yeah. yeah. Body blow. Um, it's the, you wanted to talk about some more of the uh, reforms before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, there was nothing. So we talked about the food. We talked about business. We talked about the legal system. But there was also uh, the press. I, I don't have as much because uh, I wasn't sure how we were going to cover this. But basically, they started letting uh, stories about the West come into the newspapers. They were reporting on things. You couldn't. Um, just because you, you lived in Yugoslavia and you picked up a paper or listened to the news on the radio, you did hear about stuff that was going on in uh, non-so- non-socialist and non-communist countries. So they started loosening that up as well. And I think it was Richard West that, that when he went back, he heard locals talking about foreign ideas, talking about foreigners, talking to foreigners. And it wasn't the same as it was like in the late 1940s or whatever, when there was just a lot of paranoia, fear, you know, looking over your shoulder, that kind of stuff. It was a lot more open, relaxed society. They're getting better with their economics. 
And again, by 1953, a lot of the stuff had just built up and it was a much better place to be. And a part of that, again, even though it sounds superficial, is being able to hear about the outside world, that it's not all evil, that they're not all out to get all uh, out to get us. And again, that was just another one of the many planks that Tito had in his country and in his government. In 1951, they started to allow books and articles criticizing the Soviet gulags to be published in Yugoslavia. Damn. But of course, there was no mention of their own gulag, Naked Island, so it's not a completely free press. Right. But as I said, by 1953, when a Yugoslav general did go to the island and reported on it, it did start to get out and they cleaned it up. Right. But it, yeah, it took a few more years for that level of uh, openness to happen. Mm-hmm. Prominent uh, members of the Politburo, particularly those who were former journalists like Gias and Dejier, were sent on missions around the world to meet non-communist politicians Whoa. and then come back and write about what they learnt about their Whoa. countries, What's, what, what good things are non-communist countries doing that we can uh, borrow from, that we can learn from. It's huge. And then uh, when, when, when Gias was in London, he went to see Churchill, who asked after his old friend Tito. And then in March of 1953, Tito himself went on a state visit to Britain. Uh, while he was on the boat, on the way there, he heard that Stalin had died. Oh, my God. This is just after he had written a letter to Stalin saying, you try and kill me one more time, I'll send a guy to kill you and I won't have to send a second. And Stalin did, in fact, die. And seven or eight months later, Tito was talking about Stalin and he said, it is incredible how quickly a man like that is forgotten. And yet he's not. Body blow. Yes. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, I I think people at the time probably not – probably wanted to put Stalin behind them as fast as they possibly could. But the impression that he left on this planet, no, we're going to be talking about Stalin. We as in humans will be talking about Stalin for a very long time. But I'm sure at the moment they were like, oh, God, thank God that monster is now dead. But funnily enough, I don't think Tito is as famous as Stalin. And Titoism, Tito's version of communism, isn't as well known as you know, the communism in the Soviet Union or in, I don't know, China, North Korea, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah um, Cuba. And it should be. I think um, Absolutely. we need to uh, – and I think – I mean, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist over this, but maybe one of the reasons it's not as well known in the West is because of how liberal it was. Yeah. And that's not the kind of – communism or socialism that the elite capitalists in the West want us to know about or talk about. Absolutely. They want to point to all of the worst atrocities committed under, quote-unquote, communism. Yeah. They don't want to go, well, yeah, but it was also uh, not too bad under Tito. Uh, that's it, not a good message. It ruins the narrative. That's not what they want. Yeah. It ruins yeah. the narrative. The Cold War press. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Um I don't know. I think um, next week or next episode we'll probably jump. We'll jump off of um, <laughs> Tito. Tito. I think we're done with Tito for now. What about Greece? I think we've, I think we've, we've done Tito. What about the Greek Civil oh, War? Oh, yeah, Greece. 
Greek Civil War could do more on that, more on Hungary. What else is going on in the late 40s, 1950? Um, uh, I don't know. Let us know what you think we should talk about, people. Yeah. And we will give it consideration. I'll post it on Facebook. What should we do next? Open to suggestions. Yeah, keep it clean. But until such time... Right. Well, no, not necessarily. Um, ha- I'm happy for uh, it Whatever. to be dirty. I All like right. dirty, as you oh, know. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buildup on the island of Cuba. The purpose of these bases can be none other than to provide a nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere. <laughs>